This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 606, 47 degrees in downtown Boise. Uh, another really nice day today, as you heard there with the weather forecast. Weekend is going to be uh, fairly nice, but uh, as we start into Sunday into next week, keep in mind uh, our, our typical fall weather will finally be back. Mm. As a matter of fact, it's looking Tuesday, I think, uh, temperatures possibly, uh, and Wednesday, low 50s. Nice. Yeah, so about a 30-degree difference in what we're going to see today, uh, but... You know, it is October. We still haven't had our first official freeze in the Treasure Valley, which is kind of late this year. And, and I, for one, am not looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't, I'm perfectly fine with that. Other than the fact that uh, I'm still having to have my lawn mowed. Normally, I would be done by now. That's true. I, I considered uh, considered uh, just mowed it like day before yesterday, and I considered uh, calling that the last one of the year. And then I thought... Yeah, I'll wait a couple of weeks yeah. and see. I thought usually we quit around October first, and right, but uh, it was getting really we, shaggy, so they moved it again yesterday. Blew out our sprinkler system. Uh, that, that has not been done yet, but I told them go ahead because um, our irrigation isn't running anyway, so they mm. can do that anytime they want. Um, it is Friday. That means open phones Friday. So uh, in addition to everything that we'll be talking about today. Uh, we will also be talking about what you want to talk about. It's about you. Well, every day is about you. I mean, you're encouraged to take part in the show every day. But on Fridays, you're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Maybe something happened earlier in the week that you didn't get a chance to call us or couldn't get through. Today's your day. doesn't even have to be on subject. We'll, we'll bounce all over the place <laughs> as we do on Fridays. However, we uh, do have a lot to uh, talk about again today. President Biden addressed the nation last night, only the uh, second time he's addressed the nation from the White House during his presidency, calling for lots more money, taxpayer dollars to be going out, not just to Israel, but to also Palestinians. We'll talk about that this morning. Um, One of the things that I'm scared of happening is the U.S. being drawn into a war in the Mideast. And some of the things over the last two days that have happened are exactly what I'm afraid of. Uh, Luckily, the attacks on the U.S. military did not kill anybody. My fear is that when you see more and more of these attacks happening on our Navy, on military personnel that are stationed in places like Syria, that if they end up killing U.S. military personnel, that's where I'm afraid we get drawn into a war. Mm. That's what I am afraid of. And we have had three such attacks in the last 48 hours. Drones uh, hit the military base in southern Syria, and uh, they said there were minor injuries. Uh, Nobody killed, which is good. What happens? There were there was a drone and missile attack on a uh, U.S. Navy ship yesterday. Mm-hmm. What happens if that? Now they they were able to shoot down the missiles, you know, because we have very good defense. We at least we should as much money as we're paying. Um, 
what happens if they miss one? They aren't able to shoot down all the missiles yeah. and you know, it sinks one of I our mean, ships or kills a number of U.S. military personnel. What does the United States do there? My, my guess would be in some way retaliate. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying I want them to be in war because I think it's a no-win situation. Again, if you get into a, a actual military battle, the United mm-hmm. States in the Mideast. And Joe Biden has said we will not be sending... Troops in. Troops into Israel. But if something like that happens, you don't just sit on your hands. No. You have to come up with a, a very, 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 very surgical strike. The sort that uh, only takes out who you want to and has no collateral damage. And by the way, I, I will still say we would not be going to war. I, I, I agreed with some of our callers. We'll not be going to war. It will not be called a war. <laughs> it will be a police action. Mm. but the possibility is still there where U.S. military personnel would be put in harm's way. Technically, Korea was a police action. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we weren't at war with Korea. It was a military action. I think the people who were there felt like they were. I think uh, Afghanistan was also also a police action. It was an actual war, even though we had a large number of troops fighting on a daily basis. But it was a police action. They were certainly doing war stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and Representative Jim Jordan right now is holding a press conference after two failed speaker votes. It's going on right this moment because it is 8 o'clock in Washington, D.C. There is expected to be another vote coming up at 10 o'clock our time. No, I believe it's 8 o'clock our time, so 10 o'clock Washington, D.C. time. Um, so this probably two hours from now. will be during our show today. So we'll be able to keep you up to date in real time if... Jim Jordan can uh, pick up more support, or if he loses even more support <laughs> from his first to second vote, if he uh, gets more. Uh, I was reading, because I, I just assumed, and I think probably a lot of people assumed, the same people voted the same way, except for two people flipped yeah. their votes because he lost. Uh, apparently, there were they did pick up support, but there were more people that switched their vote <laughs> against Jim Jordan than the support that they picked up in flipping votes. So yeah. while they're busy they're, flipping so they're votes from kind people... kind of going around in circles. Yeah. So while he's busy you know, flipping people that voted against him, um, nobody was paying attention to the uh, other people. They just assumed that they would stick around, <laughs> and they didn't. Fantastic. That, by the way, is just a, a portion of behind-the-scenes tension, shall I say? That's a nice way of putting yelling and screaming behind the closed doors that happened again yesterday. You just call it yelling and screaming. Um, That's accurate. Yeah, because there was a lot more in that meeting. For instance, we heard yesterday that there was a possibility that they would vote, the Republicans would vote to give McHenry, who is currently the Speaker Tempore, pro tem, the uh, more powers. However, according to NBC News, McHenry said that if they voted to give him more powers without voting him into the speaker's role permanently, Mm -hmm. he would quit. (laughs) I was going to say, why don't they just make him speaker? If if they're, you know, why go to all the trouble uh, of changing the rules and everything to uh, just make it more convenient while they look for somebody else? Why not just make him the speaker? I mean, is it 
Is it really critical uh, who they get at this point? <laughs> at this point, I think it's – we did this before. It's I'm, like, I'm thinking the Republicans you know should be thinking right now that, well, why don't we get a Republican, and that's the only criteria we'll have. I, I think, like I said before, and I'm standing by it, do a reverse lottery. Mm. You have all Republicans, and you put their names in a hat. You draw one out, and they're the loser. They have to be the Speaker of the House. <laughs> So, uh, well, I, I said a long time ago that I, I would like to see as an experiment uh, what Congress would be like if you just drew lots among the public to send people to Washington. And somebody said, well, you know, well, they wouldn't hardly get anything done. And I said, well, they don't get anything done now. What's the point? I mean, these are people who, you know, have law degrees and they've studied uh, political science and things like that all their lives. Some of them, some of them just, you know, kind of happened into it. But. But uh, others of them have been preparing for this all their lives, and then they get to Washington and they find out that everybody wants something and everybody's against everybody else, and you have to be incredibly diplomatic and get people on your side, et cetera, et cetera. And why not just see if uh, random people could do it? Couldn't be any worse, could it? Well, that's what I'm thinking. That would be the experiment. Could it be worse? Here. Or will this be fine, too? Hold my beer. Exactly. KBY News Time, six fifteen. Those are some of the things we'll be talking Watch, uh, about this morning. Watch me make this law. That'll this will impress you. Uh, it's time for our first check on what's going on with sports this morning. It is brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Man, what a great way to kick off your weekend. Starting it out with breakfast. They open up in 45 minutes. Don't forget, don't have time for breakfast, but you still need that hot coffee. You can go through the coffee drive through. It opens at 7 a.m. also. The Boise State women's soccer team Thursday defeated Nevada 2-1 at the Boaz Soccer Complex in Boise. It was win number 112 as a Bronco for head coach Jim Thomas, who now holds the record for most wins by a head soccer coach in Boise State history. In the game, Kenzie McMillan and Eva Vale each scored a goal for Vale. It was the first goal of her Bronco career. Goalkeeper Genevieve Crenshaw had five saves. Sunday, Boise State travels to Las Vegas to face UNLV at 1 p.m. In the Major League Baseball playoffs Thursday, Cattell Marte of the Diamondbacks hit a walk-off single in the ninth inning, scoring Pavin Smith for a 2-1 to victory over Philadelphia in the National League Championship Series. Philadelphia still leads the series two games to one. Game four is tonight at six in Phoenix. In the American League Championship Series Thursday, Houston beat the Rangers 10-3 to tie that series at two games apiece. For the Astros, Jose Abreu and... Jordan Alvarez each drove in three runs. Game five in that series begins at 3 p.m. today in Arlington. That's sports. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Yes, it is. It's Friday morning. Thanks for listening in, taking part in the show. Remember, you can always be more of a part of the show by taking part in Open Phones Friday at 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-5264. That's toll-free from wherever you might be listening. You can also email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Email this morning from uh, DH. Apologize, this is a little bit long, but uh, he makes some good points here. Says, when good people drop a declaration of war, naturally it does not include or have a place for these horrible atrocities we've been witness to. So then the question to the good people has to be, at what point does it become intolerable? So our reaction to these atrocities, horrible as they are, has got to be greater than the offenses, or they will not stop ever. Evil only takes. 
rules do not apply. So if we just go on continually accepting this while our communities crumble around us, we are doomed. People need to visit California to see what happens when you keep on accepting evil. You simply cannot stand up and say, that's horrible, we disagree with it, what you're doing, and then do nothing about it. Courtroom scene from a few good men comes to mind, and the fact of the reality is that we need warriors to step into the gap between unfathomable evil and good people, and these warriors should be equipped with absolutely everything they need and supported with absolutely everything we can, or I could be way off. That's the <laughs> H. Hmm. To a certain extent, I, I mean, I agree with you, but you are also right into at what point do you say enough is enough. Right. At what point in America do we say en- enough is enough? At every point throughout history, there has gotten to a point where somebody somewhere has said enough is enough, whether it's World War One, World War Two, Vietnam. But I mean, was it Korea? Was it like way later than it should have been? Probably. Mm. But like, he, but like he points out, at what point do the atrocities get to be intolerable? At some point in in based on history, yeah. we've always got to that point where. Enough people said, all right, this is intolerable, we need to stop. Ideally, atrocities would always be intolerable. They are, but if you can't stop evil from doing those atrocities, you respond in kind, don't you? Or at least in history, we've always... I suppose so. You've seen the response coming. And like I said, you, you can use this, you know, obviously, World War II... We were drawn into that. We had to take action. Yeah. Well, we, 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 had to, uh, we had to take action because we were bombed by Japan, so immediately we declared war against Japan, and then uh, Japan had declared an axis with Germany and Italy, so Italy and Germany declared war, declared against, war us, against us, as did like Hungary and Bulgaria yeah. and I think Romania. And so, hey, all of a sudden, we're in World War II. And then you look at Vietnam. Eventually, the atrocities got bad enough that the United States, without ever winning, said enough is enough, which we were over you, there you for, can look at it as a loss. We were over there for over a decade, uh, basically trying to keep Vietnam from being a communist country, which it ended up being. Still is, as a matter yeah. of fact. KBY News Time is 626. Uh, thanks, uh, DH. That was a good uh, email. It is open phones Friday. You can email us. You can call us. Phone lines are open right now if you want. Uh, also, uh, stick around when we come back. Uh, we've got another sweet deal coming your way today, and this is a sweet, sweet deal that you really want to take advantage of. But if you wait, you're going to miss out on it. We'll tell you about it next. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 633 Dow Futures, as of right now, down 114 points. That's after uh, two straight days of seeing positive gains. Uh, As of right now, not looking good. NASDAQ down 67. Standard & Poor's also down. Jerome Powell made some comments and answered questions yesterday. It'll be the final time that he speaks before they make a decision, an official announcement, if they'll be raising rates before the end of the year. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates coming up here in about 40 minutes. He'll uh, tell us about what some of those comments were and uh, what they mean in the grand scheme of the uh, stock market. That'll be coming up here for you this morning. Also for you this morning, it's Friday, and you know what that means. It's uh, KBOI Sweet Deal Day today. Uh, By the way, um, Chris, I can really back up how great the deal is today because 
they bring in food every time that they do a sweet deal. And we're talking about the Euro Shack. They brought in food for us to try. Yeah. So we know what the hell we're talking about. It was about. fantastic. Oh, yeah. it was so good. Uh, Euros. By the way, this is it's crazy to, to think this, but have you ever had the uh, French fries? Mm-hmm. At the Euro Shack, yeah, they're good. They are fantastic French fries. Um, so I, I know it seems weird to say, "Hey, uh, you can get French fries at a Euro Shack." You know, it's Greek food. They aren't Greek French fries. Uh, they're French fries. Otherwise, they'd be called Greek fries. Uh, but you can get things like that. Their baklava is amazing, and of course, I'm not a big big lamb lover, except when it comes to the Euros uh, at Euro Shack. And, and if you noticed. What went the quickest of uh, the meats that they brought? Yeah, the, was la- the lamb was gone like that. The it's the it's kind of a lamb beef uh, mix, you know. Yeah. If you uh, like euros or you just like good food, you got made to order rice bowls, salads, and more. We got fifty dollars gift certificate for sale for you beginning at nine a.m. this morning. Once again, I can't reiterate enough that this is one of those that sell really, really quickly. If you check in at five minutes after, you're going to miss out on this. The fifty dollars gift certificates only cost you twenty five dollars. See, they're half price deals. That's what the sweet deal is all about every Friday. And uh, once again, it's first come, first serve. Once they're gone, they're gone. There is a limited number, and you can use these at any one of their six locations throughout the Treasure Valley. Keep in mind, that's not the only sweet deal. There are dozens of other sweet deals available all the time. You can check those out. Travel deals to Cabo San Lucas, Vegas, uh, Idaho Enhanced Concealed Carry classes. $62.50 is what that costs. Uh, $125 value. Uh, half price. There are a few of those left. So if you want to check those out, keep in mind we're getting close to Christmas. Great stocking stuffers. Just go to KBOI.com. Click on the sweet deal link. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 642-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Some of you last week may have uh, missed out on seeing the eclipse because of cloudy skies there is another uh, celestial event that uh, is going on right now that will peak this weekend that if you want to see it you have a good chance of uh, doing so Um, what is considered one of the most beautiful meteor showers during the year will happen in boise over the weekend and it's going to be going on until november 22nd however the ornid meteor showers will peak this Saturday and Sunday morning. Now, you're going to have to stay up late because um, the peak happens after midnight. But if you do and you get to a place that is fairly dark, you're probably not going to be able to do this in the middle of downtown Boise. Uh, You might see an occasional one, but you could see up to 20 meteors per hour if you get to places that are kind of dark and out of the way. So maybe, you know, drive out into the desert at, at midnight. I mean, what could go wrong? The other place you can see, top of the hill at Camelsback Park, allows you to put the light pollution behind you and look toward the Boise Mountains. That's where you need to look if you want to see these. Take a little while for your eyes to become acclimated uh, to the dark, but uh, the advice is to lay down on your back and uh, stare towards the sky, the Boise uh, foothills and towards the mountains, uh, and you should be able to see that. Now, there are a couple of places, Celebration Park, south of Boise, zero light pollution allowed there. Central Idaho Dark Sky Reserve, if you mm-hmm. want to drive there, an area of land in Sun Valley where no lights are allowed, uh, where it's you know perfectly dark other than the lights in the sky, um, you'll be able to get a, a good look of it. But once again, uh, last weekend, because of the clouds, a lot of people didn't get a, a view 
the eclipse this weekend. We're right. expecting some clearing skies tonight, especially Sunday. Could be a little iffy, but if you want to see them after midnight tonight, uh, the peak of the Oranid meteor showers uh, going to be happening. And by the way, if you're you're wondering, it happens every year at the same time. Um, these are basically debris from Halley's Comet that the Earth travels through, and that's what we get to see them at. So, once again, that is coming up uh, tonight if you want to see those. And you have nothing better to do like sleep. <laughs> now you have see, something to that, do. That's why I missed the eclipse. I Sleeping? Was, was, in it, was in it inadvertently indoors. <laughs> inadvertently indoors in your bed? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. KBLI News Time, uh, 644. Time for another check on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go. Seven days a week, uh, great way on the weekend. So say you can't get there because you work during the week, Saturday and Sunday. They are open. Also at 7 a.m., some of the best breakfast you're going to find. Not just breakfast for breakfast, but for those of you who are like me and like to get your breakfast any time of the day, you can get breakfast up until closing time, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. every day of the week. Leah Chung is a member of the Boise State women's golf team, and she has been named the Ford Boise State Student Athlete of the Week for the week that ended October 17th. At the New Mexico State University Golf Iconic Classic, Chung fired a 600-210, tying for third place individually in the tournament. The 210 also tied her career low score for a 54-hole event. This Sunday through Tuesday, the Broncos compete in Boulder City, Nevada at the Clash at Boulder Creek, hosted by Northern Arizona University. In the NFL Thursday, Jacksonville topped New Orleans 31-24. Travis Etienne scored two touchdowns for the Jaguars on runs of 2 and 17 yards in the first half. The Saints were held without a touchdown until the fourth quarter when Taysom Hill scored from one yard out. Then Derek Carr hit Michael Thomas with a 17-yard touchdown pass. Carr then threw to Alvin Kamara for the two-point conversion, tying the game at 24. With 3.08 remaining, Jacksonville's Trevor Lawrence threw a 44-yard touchdown pass to Christian Kirk for a 31-24 lead. Carr was then stopped on four pass attempts in the red zone in the final minute of the fourth quarter. That's sports. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, We are underway with Open Phones Friday. Phone lines are open for you. Remember, you can always email us also. We know sometimes you're not allowed to call. Maybe, uh, you know, you don't want to wake up the house. Or maybe you are at work already and your work doesn't uh, allow you to make phone calls that don't have anything to do with work. We understand. Go ahead and text us. Go ahead and email us. Chris at KBY.com, Mike at KBY.com. Also, uh, once again, for you this morning, just uh, another reminder, we do have the KBY Sweet Deal coming your way. That's coming up at 9 o'clock. Euro Shack, uh, available for you, $50 in gift certificates. Uh, you'll get five $10 gift certificates to use at uh, Euro Shack. Once again, get some great food. Uh, this always sells out very quickly, so grab your Sweet Deal beginning at 9 o'clock this morning, whatever it takes to remember it, because uh, this will sell out. I'm going to predict in under five minutes again. Uh, we've done this yeah. uh, deal a few times, and it always sells people, out. People very just quickly. for some reason like to get their food half price. I <laughs> yes. don't, get it. especially when it comes to really good food like mm-hmm. uh, at Euroshack. So, mm-hmm. anyway, take advantage of it once again. Nine o'clock. Go to kboi.com. Click on that sweet deal link. Also, uh, if you want some other free stuff today, hockey season gets underway in Boise tonight. 
The Idaho Steelheads are back after a uh, long run into the playoffs last year. Record-setting year, record-setting for the players. Uh, number of players set records, scoring, assists. Also, a record number of people watched games last year. You can be a part of that this year as we kick off the season against the Allen Americans tonight and tomorrow night. We have your free pair of tickets we're going to give away. Actually, it's not a pair. It's two pair of tickets. You get four tickets if you can answer our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question brought to you by her back Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Call 208-888-4128 for all your real estate needs. Question today. This is going to take some thought. Uh, the kids' board game, Candyland, Parents played too, of course, was invented to give a certain group of kids a distraction. Our question today, who was the game Candyland invented for? What specific group of kids was it invented for? If you know the answer, stick around. After 8 o'clock, be ready to call and you can win. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. A primetime address from President Biden last night calling for continued support for Israel against the militant group Hamas. He wants Congress to approve $14 billion in U.S. aid for Israel, another $60 billion for Ukraine as it fights off Russia. The president is making this massive funding request of Congress, but for now, this isn't going to be going anywhere. The House is still at a standstill, unable to get anything done until Republicans finally settle on a new speaker. ABC's Mary Bruce. Meantime, many believe an Israeli ground invasion into Gaza is imminent. There have been new Israeli airstrikes this morning, and the militant group Hezbollah has been firing rockets back into Israel. Biden wants it to stop. As I said in Israel, as hard as it is, we cannot give up on peace. We cannot give up on a two-state solution. Israel and Palestinians equally deserve to live in safety dignity and peace. Nearly 5,000 people killed on both sides in two weeks. With continuing coverage, Israel-Hamas war. I'm Derek Dennis, ABC News. 7.07. I like the math. Uh, $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel, for a total of $105 billion. <laughs> well, uh, the part that they left out there, is money going to our southern border. Mm. It's also included in that package. Biden said he would ask Congress today to approve the extra funding for Israel. person familiar with the matter earlier said that would total $14 billion that goes to Israel. Now, I, I have to ask, am I the only person that has a kind of a problem with this? I get, I get supporting Israel, okay? I get totally get that. Um. But the Biden administration has uh, already said that they're going to allocate $90 million in aid to Palestinians. $90 million? $90 million. Let's see. Now we're up to, a, what's that, $164 billion. Here's part of the problem that I have with this, all right? Um, and maybe I'm incorrect on, on looking at it this way, but... You're going to give $14 billion in military aid to Israel so that they can continue to defend themselves against Hamas. Now, all Palestinians are not Hamas, but all Hamas are Palestinians. And then you're going to give $90 million to Palestinians to aid... Themselves. Themselves. So you're going to give $14 billion so that Israel can continue to bomb the hell out of Gaza 
And then you're going to give $90 million so that Palestinians can rebuild what you've just helped to bomb the hell out of. Does that just seem like a never-ending circle to anybody else? When you describe it like that, yeah, it seems a little futile. Now, according to a report by the Associated Press, the United States announced last week that it would give $15 million in coronavirus relief to Palestinians. $15 million. Specifically for coronavirus right. relief. They must be having an outbreak then, huh? I don't know. Are they? <laughs> That's what the money is supposedly going to. I don't know. The Biden administration, however, notified Congress a day later, without a public announcement, it will allocate $75 million to Palestinians for, and I have a problem with this, economic support to be used in part to regain trust and goodwill with Palestinians. Mm, really no. we we okay. really want to pay 75 million dollars in taxpayer money so that we can buy some goodwill with people who hate us well they don't all hate us well the hamas hates us well that's true and like i said yeah, they, they not all to, palestinians to, are, are hamas but all hamas are palestinians they do seem to hate a lot of people State Department spokesman Ned Price says, in general, the United States supports the restoration of aid to the Palestinians. The Trump administration cut nearly all aid to Palestine Authority as part of the Taylor Forced Act, which prohibits U.S. aid to uh, Palestine as long as it continues to provide support to terrorists and their families. According to uh, USIAD, Congressional notification, much of which, uh, much of the $75 million will go towards short-term projects in Gaza aimed at rebuilding U.S.-Palestinian relations. That includes $5.4 million to Palestinian civic groups, including possibly independent media in the West Bank and Gaza, as well as funding for their health care sector and the resumption of assistance to East Jerusalem Hospital Network. Additionally, the Biden administration seeks to fund sanitation, water supply, transportation, infrastructure. Don't have a problem with any of those. Social services. This is where I start to have some problems. Job training for Palestinian youth. Microloans and grants for small businesses. That's where I have a problem. I get it. Helping to restore infrastructure. A little bit, I get, because like I said, mm-hmm. it seems like a maddening circle here that was destroyed by Israel by weapons that you'll help provide to destroy that infrastructure. But when you're starting to rebuild businesses and helping to give job training, microloans and grants for other businesses so that they can start up, that just seems like a waste of taxpayer dollars to me. My opinion. All right. All right. I may not agree with yours. That's just my opinion. It just seems very maddening to me that this seems like a crazy, crazy circle. Now, granted, Biden is going to ask for this. That doesn't mean Congress is going to agree to it, obviously. True. However, right now, Congress can't do crap. You have to. Well, that's a good point. They can't approve or disapprove of anything. No, because they're pretty much paralyzed in the House, and you have to have the House that we're all. Yeah. Funding has to be approved or where it begins. 
they're paralyzed by their own rules right now because they haven't yet made it possible for the uh, interim speaker or, or haven't elected a new speaker, but mm-hmm. haven't made it possible for the interim speaker yet to be in charge of anything. All right. Uh, Dan in Meridian, listening on 670 AM uh, this morning. Good morning to you. What are your thoughts? Where are you going to get the money? If the United States does not have any money, they have to print it. Well, yeah. Come on. Okay. Dan, come on now. you know we have money. All we have to do is start printing it. It's right there. You know how and this what works. what does that do for you? What does that do for you? Well, more more inflation. Uh, eventually, we're going to have uh, a raise in yeah. taxes, things yeah. like that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's there. Yeah. You, just have to, you just have to start up the printing machines again. Yep. Here we go again. Playing Monopoly. Whatever. I, I don't get it. Uh, we've been broke for quite some time, probably 50 years now. Uh, in, this, in this government, the federal government, it's a cancer. It needs, to, it needs to be just done away with, start over, get back to the Constitution, get, get back to a gold standard. Is this the only way you're going to clean this mess up? Is is annihilate the 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 the, the federal government government because of the, the they just they got a problem. None of them can manage anything. Everything that they do manage is a joke. Shut it down. The best thing is that, that, that's happening right now is we don't have a speaker. Government can't do a damn thing. And everyone's whining and saying, hey, you know what? Um, uh, Gates is right. Shut it down and get some fiscal responsibility going. Figure it out. Shut the Federal Reserve down. It's a joke. It's, it's going to kill this country. Wipe it out. Thank you for the call, Dan. Appreciate it. Uh, more uh, emails, uh, if you'd like. We're uh, going to need to take a break here, but if you want to email us your thoughts, you can do that. We'll take more of your phone calls throughout the rest of the show. Stick around. Coming up next, Jeremiah Bates will be with us to uh, give us uh, an update on the stock markets. Um, right now, though, let's get another check on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning, it's brought to you by Pork Belly in downtown Cuna. They are open. The Boise State women's volleyball team lost to San Diego State three sets to one Thursday in San Diego. The Broncos took the opening set 25-21 then lost 25-22, 25-16, and 25-22. Paige Barch led Boise State in kills for the 19th consecutive match. She had 25. Noelani Helm had 42 assists, and Brianna Mitchell led all players in the match with 21 digs. The Broncos are back in Boise Saturday to host Nevada-Las Vegas at noon in Bronco Gym. The Boise State Men's Lacrosse Club begins its fall season this week, traveling to Salt Lake City to play BYU, Utah, and Utah State. Boise State plays in the Pacific Northwest Collegiate Lacrosse League Division I with Simon Fraser, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, and Washington State. In the final poll of the 2023 spring season, the Broncos ranked number 23 in the nation, with a record of eight and six. That's sports. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. 739. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in this morning. Uh, we take a break from our regularly scheduled programming uh, this morning. There's a uh, big event that's going to be going on this weekend. Uh, It's also kind of a big event in that uh, this particular business celebrating 90 
years. Holy 90th cow. birthday. I'd like to 90. welcome welcome in Zamzos <laughs> this morning. Um, Josh Zamzo is uh, here with us. First of all, I'm just going to start out by saying, for 90, you look fabulous. <laughs> right. Yeah. I- I, I, I uh, and, and dad looks fantastic mm-hmm. as well. You think I look good for 90. <laughs> um, first of all, I, before we move on and get into uh, what's going on this weekend, I just want to tell everybody, stick around and listen in, because when we are done talking to you, you guys have so nicely uh, given us a $50 gift certificate to uh, Zamzo's that we will be giving away. You'll have a chance to text and win that. Don't go away. I'll tell you how. Don't start texting yet. Don't get crazy. Uh, Josh, why don't you give us uh, some details of how you are going to be celebrating the 90 years in the business this weekend. Well, I mean, we we have an event at all of our our locations. We'll have cake and and uh, uh, in many cases a lot of different things. We're going to be doing mm-hmm. our garden show live at Fairview. Uh, uh, but but uh, w- there's a lot of the what we wanted people to get the feeling of is if you come to our store uh, on Saturday, particularly, we want it to feel like you've, you've attended a birthday party and you leave with a swag bag. Oh, I mean, there, there, everything that you might want is going to be on sale. Whole bunch of stuff that, that you hadn't thought about, uh, that, that are fun things to add on are, are going to be on sale. We have door busters and all the rest of that, but mostly, you know, the sale is really an afterthought. We're really, what we're trying to do is, uh, we're trying to say thank you. Uh, for 90 years, because because there's a lot that goes into it from a family standpoint. But the reality is you, you get to be here for 90 years because the people of the Treasure Valley have supported us for 90 years. And people who are our customers now, their grandparents were our customers. Yeah. And that's how you get to be for 90 years. And so we just want to say thank you. How much has the business changed of what you do over the past 90 years? You know, I there are pieces of it that are still intact from the very beginning. Our feed business uh-huh. is still the same. You know, we used to sell a lot of coal when when a lot of the, the really? people had furnaces that I were did coal not furnaces. That. And that was what dad did an awful lot of the time was deliver coal. We used to sell a lot of firewood, that kind of thing. And, and you know, we don't do that as much. And, and for a period of time, you know, we sold rototillers and lawnmowers and <laughs> And, and that kind of stuff, paint and made keys. And, mm-hmm. but, but, but over, over time, it's, it's changed now where we, we primarily focus on animal products and garden products. And, uh, and, and, but, but those things were always a piece of it from the very beginning. Uh, it's just some of, the, uh, some of the, the, the spinoff stuff that's changed. More streamlined. Now. Right, right. Mm-hmm. They didn't used to sell patio furniture because mm-hmm. nobody had any patios. They just, <laughs> the farm went right up to the back step, wow. right? That's true. Um, give us an idea of how much you have grown in 90 years, because obviously everybody starts with one single store, and you obviously are way more than one single store anymore. Yeah, yeah. The, so the very first store was at the corner of Fairview Liberty, is still there. Uh, it's been remodeled Not several the same times. Store. It, it's been remodeled <laughs> several times, same location. Uh, but, but right now we have 13 locations. Um, all around the Treasure Valley, and we are just just right here in the valley. We don't, uh, we haven't left the valley yet. I suppose someday that could be in the in the works. But for now, we're focused on the Treasure Valley, and and you know, we started off there were just uh, two or three or four employees, depending on the day, and now, uh, it, it, you know, depending on the season, we have two hundred sixty wow. uh, employees at, at all of our stores. So, what what do people uh, count on Zamzos for in October every year? Well, I, we shift it, 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 at the end of the year. Uh, our, we're helping people finish their lawns. Mm-hmm. 
put their gardens away, and and really we shift our focus towards animal nutrition. Um, we, we you know we spend a lot more time uh, training and talking about dog food and and pet issues and and that type of stuff. And we sell those products all year round, but but this that's the focus in October. Um, I I notice that we still hear Jim. Um, and for many years, I mean, I've been in radio um, for the last uh, 30 plus years here in the Treasure Valley and can always remember he has a very recognizable uh, voice. Um, but as we've gone over the last uh, 10 years or so, we starting to hear your voice. We start to hear Callie's voice a lot more. Um, has has your dad pulled back or have you forced him out and beat him up and say, Dad, it's my turn? Or um, is he going to continue right uh, going on and, and well, doing we- this? Because even this morning, we're like, who wants to be on talking with us? <laughs> We love to have dad on. Um, he, it's harder. It is harder. He's, he's busy doing other things. Uh, but, uh, but, and, and so we, we kind of just transition. We try to incorporate him whenever we can. And whenever we call and say, dad, we really need you to, to be a part of this, you know, please come in. And he always does. Now, speaking of pets, you've got an event coming up tomorrow that involves pets. Yeah. We've got people bringing in pets in costumes for a, co- for a, mm-hmm. a, a contest. Where they bring in their best dressed pets and 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 all that kind of thing. What we really want is people to come in with their families, if that includes your mm-hmm. dog, and just just come come to the party. And you have prizes for best oh, dressed yes. pets in each location too, right, not just right. yeah, so you can go to your closest location. That doesn't have to be one location in particular. Right, exactly. And there there are also some some uh, some really good prizes that uh, that are drawings and and other things. That, uh, that are even bigger than just single location stuff. So I just encourage you, if you're out and around, stop by his Amzo store and come celebrate 90 years with us. I um, want to say happy birthday. Uh, to you, everybody who has been a part of Zamzos, and uh, thank you because um want to see the support. And that's part of the reason why we have you in here this morning, because uh, you as a business has uh, supported KBOI over many, many years. So it's great to give a little bit of that support back to you and uh, wish you can uh, continued success in your uh, business because it is local and we'd love to see local businesses do well. Thank you so much, guys, for having us on. All right. As promised, as we uh, go to break, we have a $50 gift certificate. Going to give that away. One lucky person. You're going to have an, a half an hour to text in. 208-336-3700. Text the word Zanzos. That's all you have to do. Text the word Zanzos. We'll pick one at random uh, at the end of the half an hour, and they will get that $50 gift certificate to use at Zanzos. Once again, 208-336-3700. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk. Jordan's other plan already failed. He floated giving the temporary speaker, Congressman Patrick McHenry, more power to buy Jordan the time to change people's minds, but talks reportedly ended in a screaming match. ABC News has learned McHenry threatened to quit if his colleagues tried to give him more power outside of his caretaker role, which he took on after former speaker Kevin McCarthy was ousted. In the meantime, Congress remains paralyzed, unable to take up President Biden's request for Israel and Ukraine war funding, all while another potential government shutdown looms next month. Wow. They were scheduled to have the vote at uh, 10, which is 8 our time. So are they having it now? or My guess would they be get, they're still just... getting ready to have it. Yeah. It, oh, I, that's right. You can't see. Um, <laughs> they are uh, get it, getting seated in the House as of right now. So once again, um, they'll have to do a quorum call, make sure that they have enough people to uh, actually uh, call the vote. And uh, then the uh, vote will get underway. So they are, so, they are there. So the alternative plan 
nobody went for that. Or at least McHenry well, didn't yeah, go for it. The one person, the most important person that has to go for it, uh, wouldn't wouldn't go for it because he said he'd quit. So if there is no speaker elected on this vote, then they go to the alternative to the alternative plan. I don't know what that would be. I don't think they at, do either. To at, say the at some point, um, you know, at some point, this is just going to be not doable. You're you're going to get to a point. And we're 16 days. Today's 16 days. So we're starting uh, in past two weeks. Now, uh, n- there's no big deal. There's nothing riding on this, of course, uh, except for any money that goes to support <laughs> Israel, any money that goes to support our border, any um, chance uh, of uh, avoiding a government shutdown in November. That, par- that's not much riding on it at all. Paraphrasing all the, par- the president's men again. Mm-hmm. There's not much riding on this, <laughs> but, except the Constitution of the United States. <laughs> and, and and besides that, if you guys screw up again, I'm going to get pissed off. <laughs> Go home and rest up. Fifteen minutes. Um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 uh, on your Verizon wireless. I'm, I'm going to make uh, another prediction. I'm going to say that I think Jim Jordan loses even more support in this vote. That's my prediction. I am going to predict that whatever I predict won't be what actually happens, because that's how it worked last week. So, And we have found out since this happened, uh, in the second vote, he lost two more votes. Now, in actuality, that's not necessarily true, because he did flip votes. However, even though he flipped votes, he lost even more votes who were voting for other people besides him. So we'll see if he's able to flip votes. The last vote, he uh, was at 22 Republican members that voted for other people. Of course, every Democrat voted for Hakeem Jeffries. Uh, he needs 217 he, to become the Speaker of the House. Is today. Jordan going to have to do what his predecessor did, though? And, uh, you know, McCarthy promised that if if one person brought up the objection that they could vote on whether to get rid of him, and, of course, that's what ended up happening, mm-hmm. uh, is, is Jordan going to have to promise something like that i I don't know but we've we've found out if he does probably the next day someone will object to something and that'll be it i i would think not because we found out it doesn't work well i mean it just absolutely did not work the fact that it worked as long as it did was pretty amazing it worked the way matt gates wanted it to work the uh kevin mccarthy said the first thing that the new speaker needs to do is to get rid of that rule so i don't think you're going to see that agreement but i don't know what happens here on the third but we're still you know, the last time it took 15 votes. We're not even close to that as of yet, but they are voting much slower. No, only one-fifth. Lee, uh, listening in Nampa, 93.1 FM. Thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I think they're making this more complicated than it really is. Because, Washington I mean, does if you that. look at it, well, I mean, we can all agree on that. Where You're going to have disagreements. Of course, Democrats want Hakeem Jeffries, who's their minority leader. And then, you know, if you look at if you look at it, I mean, Nancy Pelosi was the majority leader um, until she became the House, you know, House Speaker. But um, I mean, why not just go back to having Scalise, who is the majority leader of, you know, the Republicans in the House, even though he withdrew and nominate him? I mean, he was closer to getting to, to any votes than Jim Jordan has. And I mean, I think there are just there's too much you know, political boxing going back and forth within the Republican Party. And there's no no concern for what the bigger picture is. And that's 
what's going on in Israel, what's going on in our in our country. You know, it's just it's it's sad that that there's so much political badgering within one party that we can't come to agreement on. Okay, this speaker. I mean, the speaker has power, but he's not God. You know, everything has to go through. The money has to be approved by the whole Senate. It can't be approved by just the speaker. So I think this no, is but just, remember, you know, Lee, political pattern. Remember, Lee, they can't do any votes whatsoever until there is a speaker. So, I mean, that's you're right in, in the fact that he's not God, but the House is paralyzed until they actually get a speaker of the House. That's true, but they can't, you know, once they get the, the speaker, I mean, then... I mean, but the speaker doesn't have the ultimate vote on, you know, approving no. or not approving funds. So once they get a speaker, then the whole rest of the, the house can start going to work. You know what I mean? I mean, that this is this, this whole cluster right now is preventing, uh, you know, Congress from doing its job. And it's, it's selfish. It really is. Now, the one thing, uh, thank you for the call, Lee, uh, great thoughts. The one thing that people need to remember is there are Republicans in the House that are loving the fact that the House is paralyzed because government can't spend money True, if the House is not in session. So they're, you know, they're not out there banging the drum that they're loving this. However, there are members in the House who don't want to see uh, any more money spent, and this is great for them. They also are the same people that want to see the government shut down Coming up here in uh, November on November seventeenth, because if the, if if the government shut down yeah. once again, they can't spend money and they're saving money by no money being spent and people being sent home without pay. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. More uh, if you want to talk about this. Also uh, on the way, um, there was a uh, riot at the Capitol this week. Have we heard a lot about that? Considering how much we heard about the last riot. The, the last protests that went on at the Capitol back on January 6th a few years ago? We'll share your information on that, get your thoughts on that. Um, and when we come back, we've got a uh, chance for you to get your four tickets, the Idaho Steelheads. You have just a couple more minutes, by the way, if you want to text Zamzos right now. Final chance to do that. Text Zamzos to 208-336-3700. One person chosen at random is going to get that $50 gift certificate to Zamzos, Texas. Final chance to do it right now. In the meantime, we'll uh, get another update on Bronco Sports today. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Oh, a lot of things going on uh, this morning. Stock market, as you heard, uh, down a bunch as of right now. The uh, third vote to try and uh, elect Jim Jordan, Speaker of the House, just about ready to get underway. They have a quorum call as of right now when they get that all wrapped up. They will begin that vote, so um, we're gonna we're gonna know for sure before we leave the air today whether or not we have a speaker, or if this will continue into the weekend. If there is no speaker, I I don't know what's going to happen. Especially if Jim Jordan continues to lose support as he did from the first to the second vote. Mm-hmm. If he loses more support port today, what do you do? I mean, it, it, you start to see the writing on the uh, wall, right? Ask someone else if they'd like to be that's, Speaker of the House. Once again, I'm going to go back 
to my reverse lottery idea, you put every Republican's name in the hat in the House of Representatives, you pull one name out, and that's the loser. They have to be the Speaker of the House. <laughs> Do you have to say thank you for this honor if that happens? I I, I guess the other option would be you could... <laughs> you could do like uh, McHenry did yesterday when they said, hey, um, we'd like to expand your powers uh, as Speaker, and then we won't have a vote uh, on a Speaker of House until January. And then he said, yeah, if you do that, I quit. Yeah, exactly. So that meeting you, didn't last long You seem long to be yesterday. taking me for granted, even though I'm having to do lots of extra work here. Yeah, that meeting didn't last long, and, and you and I were laughing kind of off air about it yesterday. It's like, oh wait, they have they're having a meeting on uh, what to do next because they they canceled their vote yesterday, mm-hmm. and then ten minutes later, Jim Jordan is out talking to. Yeah. It's like the meeting's over the already. Meeting, the meeting starts at eight o'clock. It's eight fourteen, and here's Jim Jordan. Yeah. By the way, I want to congratulate uh, Bonnie Vermas. Bonnie Vermas, uh, she was the winner of our Zamzo's gift certificate. So, congratulations, yeah, Bonnie. She was uh, one of the many people who had uh, texted Snake River Pool and Spa text line at two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. So, Bonnie, uh, you you can go get yourself, um, you know, pet food, plant stuff, whatever. I I mm-hmm. bought koi fish there earlier this year from my pond. Did, so are they alive? They're still alive. Excellent. I have high hopes that they make it through the winter well, again. Well done by you. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping. Actually, they're doing good. They've actually grown a whole bunch. So, um, anyway, congratulations, yeah, Bonnie. And thanks for listening. Aggressive fish? No. Oh, okay. No, they're they're kind of timid and scared. Well, but hence the name. Um, I wanted to. Uh, this is a story I, I haven't heard a lot about this uh, because there is a lot of other stuff going on uh, politically. But uh, apparently, on Wednesday, protesters calling for a ceasefire in Gaza were arrested at the U.S. Capitol. Dozens of people gathered Wednesday afternoon inside. The Cannon Rotunda, where demonstrations are not allowed. Mm. We know this because of what happened on January 6th. There were demonstrations inside the Rotunda. We warned the protesters to stop demonstrating and leave the area. When they did not comply, we began arresting them. That's a Capitol Police spokesperson in a statement. Police added that three people were also arrested and charged with assault. There we go. Because they assaulted police officers. Just going to ask this one question. I don't know what's going to happen. I haven't seen a lot of news on this as of yet. Will these people receive the same punishment that the people who were protesting on January 6th received? Three and four years in prison. Or will they all get misdemeanors? Especially asking that on the ones who were charged with assaulting a police officer. Yeah. Which is not a misdemeanor. No. Anywhere. Will they also be sent to prison for three, four, five, ten years, whatever whatever some of the January 6th people who were in illegally in the U.S. Capitol. Just going to ask that question and throw that out there. I don't have an answer. I just find it interesting, and it will be something to keep an eye on going forward. The other thing we're talking about this morning, once again, is what's going on in Gaza. President Biden made a uh, address to the nation last night and is going to be, as soon as the House can get their stuff in order, um, is going to be uh, asking for over $100 million mm-hmm. that will be sent to Israel. It's going to be cut up. It's not just for Israel, by the way. So when you see this, it's not just $100 million for uh, uh, Israel. Billion, isn't it? Billion, I'm sorry, $100 yeah. billion with a B. $100 billion for Israel. 
the hundred over hundred billion that he's going to be asking for will be going for Israel to support their military fight against Hamas. It will be going to Ukraine to fight against Russia. It will be going to the United States Defense Department to build up our military equipment that has basically gone bye-bye because we've been giving it away to Ukraine, and now we're going to start to give it away to Israel. And some of that will also be going to our southern border. That's where the over $100 billion dollars. Um, I'm glad to see that the southern border is finally getting some attention. Because oh, it kind of depends on what the money is used for at the southern border. Well, yeah. Who knows? Maybe maybe Biden wants to build more wall, or maybe he wants to buy everyone lunch. We don't really know. <laughs> we don't know. Um, but it is more money now. In addition to this, this is also interesting. According to the Associated Press. Biden administration has allocated $90 million in aid to Palestinians. This is, I, this is where I, 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 I start to get confused. So we're going to be giving billions of dollars to Israel so they can keep bombing the hell out of the Palestinians. I don't think we said it that way, though. No, but that's what it means. You know, we're giving them money to help with their efforts to get rid of Hamas. By bombing the hell out of the Gaza Strip. That part's their choice. Yeah. So, um, and then we're going to give $100 million to Palestinians Mm -hmm. to rebuild from the money that we've given to Israel to bomb the hell out of where they live so that they can rebuild that. Almost seems like the least we can do, doesn't it? It seems like a never-ending circle. (laughs) So far it has been in history. Here, destroy this area. And here's your money to rebuild what is being destroyed. It's all it's all coming from the same place, U.S. taxpayer dollars, or the printing machine, known as the Fed, because we don't necessarily have this just sitting in a bank. In the, the, uh, in the, in the construction uh, field, they call this creating jobs, I think. Yeah. You're not wrong, Chris. No. You're not wrong. How many jobs... And this is, this is part of the problem, because uh, we see... Comments from the Fed that mm-hmm. the the jobs in America are the sticking point to being able to quit raising interest rates. And we just keep seeing more and more jobs. How many jobs over the last 360 days, 365 days, the last year, the last two years, have been added to the Defense Department alone? And I'm not, I'm not talking about actual members of the military. I'm talking yeah. about civil jobs contractors who are making mm-hmm. weapons because you have all this money flowing in you have all these weapons that need to be made they're they're making weapons they're they're making computer programs a lot of them in the last year alone the department of defense has added 35,000 civilian jobs that seems like a lot who is the number one the number one business employer in the nation uh, would that be the U.S. government? The, the U.S. The government, US specific, specifically the Department of Defense, yeah. with almost one million employees and count, counting, counting Army, Navy, and civilian contractors. Or as, or as Eisenhower called it, the, in, the military-industrial complex. There you go. Now, some of the things that are surprising that we're giving 
Palestinians the money for. Um, Fifteen million goes for coronavirus relief. So for masks and stuff, I guess. Um, do they do vaccines? I don't. I don't know. I, I, I mean, for crying out loud, do they have a big and is coronavirus relief your number one thing that you're concerned about while you're being bombed? Just saying. The other seventy-five million is going for economic support to be used to regret to regain their trust and goodwill. I don't know what that looks like. What do we do? We, do we give them baskets of flowers and uh, food know, boxes more. and say, hey, look, we're, we're great people here in the United States. We're building goodwill. Really what does seems, that mean? It really seems like it's just more of a concept. Yeah, I don't. But it's not a concept because it's actually $75 million. It's an expensive concept. <laughs> it's actually uh, in the form of something mm. that is money spent by U.S. taxpayers. Okay, so... Bottom line here, we're going to uh, help one group possibly destroy another group, help the second group rebuild from the destruction of the first group. Uh-huh. We're going to make a whole bunch of people mad at us and then spend yeah. a whole lot of money trying to make them happy with us? Yeah, I think you pretty much summed That's it up in layman's terms. Pretty much government as usual, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, okay. uh, U.S. U.S. Tax, taxpayer dollars. It's good to know down. we're getting you know back to brass tax here. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, also, uh, when we come back... I I hope it doesn't happen. Biden has said it's not going to happen, that we will never be sending troops to the Mideast to fight this war. However, a couple of things happened in the past 48 hours, and this is the problem that I brought up earlier this week on how I can see actual boots on the ground from U.S. military in this fight. If something happens with what's happened in the last 48 hours. I'll share that with you when we come back. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Israeli officials skeptical about sending food, water, and medical supplies to Gaza's Palestinian citizens. They're worried that assistance that goes in will be diverted to Hamas. We are working out an agreement to ensure that that, uh, that any deliveries uh, can be handled appropriately. State Department spokesperson Matthew Miller saying the U.S. is also working with allies to free American hostages held by Hamas. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. No, why would you be worried that money you're sending would fall into the hands of the terrorists? That's just stupid. Yeah. Didn't we learn how not to do that at some point? Uh, you would think. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Chris in Meridian, listening on 93.1 FM. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, thanks so much, you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm heading into an appointment at 9 o'clock. But all I want to say is that Palestine, they're never going to see any of that money, whether it's $90 million or $100 million, because I think the president has appointed his son, Hunter, to take care of that organization. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying, guys. Y'all are awesome, and I've got to go. We'll talk to you later. All right. Have fun in your meeting. <laughs> uh, a little bit funny. Uh, Ron in Melba, listening online this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning. Hey, uh, I have a theory on why they're giving money to both Israel and Palestine. If you remember, uh, President Eisenhower 
told us to beware of the uh, military-industrial complex because the government feeds on it, and it feeds on the government, and therefore they continually uh, support each other, which means continual war is necessary in order to keep the money going to the politicians. I think think you've hit upon uh, something there. President Biden told us he was going to bring things back to normal. And normal was to have things all messed up in the in Asia, all messed up in the Middle East, and all messed up in Europe. And he has done that. The other thing, the other thing we have to remember: is, war is big business. People make a lot of yes. money from war. All he's got left now is to get things screwed up in the Caribbean again. <laughs> if you if you want to see how much money, uh, take a look at and compare like a year ago what uh, some of our contractors stock prices are that supply military a or supply military uh, equipment uh, ammunition and are responsible for making that you've seen a huge increase in stock prices in those companies yeah, that's kind of the point he was making yeah yeah thanks for the call ron appreciate it uh hmm uh yeah i i don't i don't know i don't mind it i guess when Things uh, seem all screwed up in other countries because it's kind of a comforting feeling to know that we're superior to that. Maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, however, <laughs> however, we could you could say it, you know if you want to look at it in that context. Yeah. Context, we're a little responsible for screwing it up well, in it, the countries and, and, in certain and it, situations, and, and it doesn't feel uh, like we're terribly superior if we go join them in their war. Yeah. Um, coming up, we got news at the top of the hour. We'll take a break here um, right now. Kevin McCarthy is making the nomination speech for Jim Jordan. Wow. Okay. Um, and then after the nomination right. speeches, of course, who's, the vote will happen. Who's better at persuading people? Uh, never mind. <laughs> oh, wait. Everyone. Uh, yeah, it just seems to be getting crazier and crazier. The vote will happen, it looks like, sometime before our show is over. We'll keep you updated on that. Phone lines are open. It is also open phones Friday, 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Ahead of this third ballot, Jim Jordan signals he's not finished yet. I think the ones we lost can come back. But at a news conference ahead of the vote, Jordan wouldn't say whether he's been able to convince any of the GOP holdouts to come around. On the second ballot, Jordan lost 22 Republicans. He can only afford to lose four. Will he ask that the House stay in session this weekend to keep voting? Our plan this weekend is to get a speaker elected to the House of Representatives as soon as possible so we can help the American people. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. House uh, vote will come up here shortly. I believe they just got done with the nominating speech for uh, Hakeem Jeffries. Uh, Representative Clark gave that this morning, uh, so we'll have the speaker vote coming up here. Should be wrapped up by the time we're done. We'll keep you updated on why, that, whether or not we why, uh, have why, a speaker. Why do you think they had McCarthy give the uh, nominating speech for, for Jordan? Oh, nobody else wanted to. Oh. <laughs> he, lo- he lost the reverse lottery. We're going to draw. Okay, we need somebody to do the nominating. Uh, n- nose goes. Again. And so then they did the drawing and say, you lose, Kevin McCarthy, you have to give the nominating speech. Again, when you're chosen like that, do you have to say, this is quite an honor. Thank you. <laughs> Paul in uh, Nampa, listening on 670 AM. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. 
Morning, guys. You're pretty level-headed. I listen to you every day. You give me good advice. Um, Are you sure you're listening to the correct station? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, yeah, without a doubt. Maybe not in the afternoon, but ah, okay. in the morning, okay. <laughs> We're fine with that. Um, yeah, I had something on my mind a couple of, for a couple of days in regards to, you know, we're, we're helping with the humanitarian side of things over there right now, but how far are they going to take that? Are we going to have to have them, uh, are we going to have to have the refugees come to this country as well? I mean, we've already got, what, 13 million or whatever it is with Godaways come into our country in the I, last three years. Are there going to be any refugees from this? Because th- these are two sides that are both fighting to stay. Well, it, it seems to me they're going to have to come up a little bit further. And I just, I've got some concerns that they're going to bring some here. And not only are they going to cause more problems for us, I believe in the long run, that help them, um, then, you know, what, we're in a quandary. You know it's going to happen. It's just Joe. Thank you for the call, Paul. Appreciate it. Um, just before we get to a few more of the phone calls, we do have a couple lines open, by the way. I uh, just want to remind you, the sweet deals uh, on sale as of right now. Mm-hmm. I forgot to remind you just before 9 o'clock. I apologize. There uh, are, are there any left as of right now? There are 24 left. <sighs> you, they're going pretty fast. Okay, but. so it, it lasted a little, little longer than five minutes. So if you want Euro a Euro Shack... $50 in gift certificates for $25. There's only 24 left. Um, but if you hurry right now, you should be able to uh, get those. Uh, Gary in Nampa, listening on 670 AM. Good morning to you. You had uh, something off uh, topic that uh, you wanted to ask us about, which on Fridays is perfectly yeah. fine because it's Open Phones Friday. What do you want to talk about, Gary? That's what I figured, and I didn't want an opinion. I hope when one of your callers had as an actual answer, it's a driving question. When I'm coming up someplace and it has two right turn, right-hand turn lanes, can both of them turn right on a red light? And your screener brought up a corresponding question, which I've also wondered, is if you're at a left-hand turn lane on a one-way street, can you turn left on the red light? I, I, can, I can tell you what I do. I would Everybody say can tell me what they can do. I'm not not what I, what not what you can do. I'm not saying what you can do. I'm telling you what I do do. Unless there is a sign that says you cannot take a left-handed turn at a red light, then I take a left-handed turn on a one-way street. Now, I will tell you and I have been next to a police officer when this happened. Um the the first the first example that you brought up, two right-hand lanes at a red light. Um, coming off the I-84 off-ramp at Karcher Road, there are two right-hand turns there. And on a yep, red light, and on a red light, people always turn right at a red light from both lanes. And I've seen a police officer sit there and do the same thing, so I'm going to say that that is perfectly legal. And the other reason I say it is because two rights uh, don't make a wrong. Well, I... I I tend to agree with the common consensus on both of those, and I looked in the driver's manual that you get at DMV, and it doesn't address either yeah. one of them. Uh, I just and looked I at maybe one of your drivers, one of your callers, actually knows for sure. 
I just looked at uh, the California uh, manual, and apparently the California manual doesn't mention it either. <laughs> that doesn't help in Idaho. Well, I'm just looking to try to find it because the Idaho manual didn't mention it. If we have a right. poli- we have police officers who listen the to first. us all the time. If you have a police officer listening, please call us uh, and help Gary out there this morning. Give us a call. We'll keep you anonymous, uh, but we have a special line. Call us in three three six thirty seven eleven. If you're a police officer, you know the answer to this question. Either one of those two questions. Call us right now. They're uh, I've already found like one thing that says it's perfectly legal to turn right from both lanes, and the only reference I could get was in uh, a newspaper called the Northern Light that's from the town of Blaine, Washington. So not exactly the New York Times, but maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a good thing. My personal opinion. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, also taking your uh, emails this morning. Uh, email and no name on this says, uh, Jim Jordan is the best GOP can put forth for speaker. Uh, now they're asking a question because there's a question mark there, not making a statement, by the way. The GOP is a joke. Jim Jordan, who has never introduced any legislation in, in the House. Jim Jordan, who is an election denier. Jim Jordan, who helped coordinate the January 6th insurrection. Jim Jordan, who is a coach at Ohio State, chose not to report a sexual abuser. Now McCarthy is supporting this idiot. It appears the Keystone cops are running the House of Representatives, and we, the people, are suffering from such inept leadership. Oh, those are some strong opinions. Yeah. Um, Jim and Eagle says, Mike, you silly man. We all know that the liberal rioters and protesters who were illegally in the nation's capital this week are national heroes. Saints, actually. Martyrs. Just ask Angela Davis. Were they liberals? Don't know. I know they were pro-Palestinian, right? Yeah. I, I haven't seen a whole lot of conservatives supporting Hamas well, I mean, not, not, not everything is just a liberal or conservative cause. No, no. I mean, but you have, so, some you, things are completely outside of that. Yeah, you do have, you, you can look at majorities of, of things, and I don't know. They didn't, when they arrest them, they don't go, are you a liberal or are you a... Kevin. Conservative. Says, always funny when people bring up Eisenhower's warning, considering he was partly responsible for creating the MIC in the first place. That's military industrial complex. Uh, Ike passed the Defense Reorganization Act of 1958, which led to the creation of ARPA, DARPA, and other military R&D collaboration between private industry and government to produce all the very expensive and profitable toys that we sell to other countries for use in their wars. The Israelis, Saudis, Egyptians, etc. must love this great gift Ike gave them. Billy C. says, Republicans, we don't want Jim Jordan. Democrats, we don't want Jim Jordan. Independents, we don't want Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan's mom, I don't want Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan's friends, we don't want Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan's dog, nope. America, looks like we found something we all agree on. How about that? Republicans, guess we're going to have to make Jim Jordan speaker then. That's You could write scripts, I think. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm keeping up with the vote is going on right now. Um... I'm going to say he is not going to be speaker because we are only about 70 votes in and there are already four votes for others. So that means not one more person can vote for others. Yeah, exactly. He or he, he loses it. Yeah. Um, so we're only 70 votes in and already there are watch, four, four votes watch it, for others. Watch it stop at exactly four. <laughs> uh, this is from Don Jr., which I, th- I think is a pseudonym. It says, person, woman, man, camera, TV. I have to be here in court when I could be in Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, etc., campaigning, 
Five minutes later, reporters ask, Sir, will you be in court Thursday? No, I will be at my golf tournament at Doral National Golf Club. Dad wants to be there and not in court before he has to sell it off. I think he was kind of switching between Don Sr. and Don Jr. there, but uh, I think the point being is he's free not to be in court if he wants to. Is that correct? Right. Yeah, he doesn't have to. He's been in court, uh, I think, three days this week, yet he doesn't have to be in court uh, for this particular case as of yet until he is due to testify. RCB, uh, who is actually Ron from Meridian, says, uh, Gentlemen, another warm and beautiful day in the Valley. I wonder if Da Squad has registered as a foreign agent for the defense and pandering for Hamas. Bet they are getting more money, 10%, than Brandon for his giving monies to our enemies. 915. That's that's all unofficial, of course. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wires. If you're on the line right now, John, Kevin, Rich, stay right where you're at. I promise we're going to get to you. We do have uh, one more line open. And we are holding that one line, that special line for uh, any police officers who can answer the question we got about uh, two right turns. Can both of them make uh, right turns on red? And if you're making a left turn... Uh, onto a one-way street in uh, on red. Can you also make that? Check the sweet deals because there are still 14 Euroshack uh, certificates left. All right. If you want to get those, kby.com. Click on the sweet deal link. We'll take a break. More on the way next. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Who the hell is Zeldin? Uh, we can officially report that it does not look like Jim Jordan is going to win the uh, vote on this, the third vote for the uh, House of Representatives Speaker of the House. He already has six other votes going against him. He can only afford to lose four to have the needed 217 votes to be the Speaker of the House. So, um, And, and I, I like, now there's two votes for Zeldin. Who, Zeldin has never even showed. I haven't heard that name anywhere he's, uh, before. He's from New York. He's in Congress. No, I, you're, <laughs> I, I guess. Well, I mean, you, that, don't, but, you, don't, you don't have to be in Congress no, to get a vote for this thing. But what I don't understand is who the hell is Zeldin? Why did all of a sudden his name start to show up? Because it hasn't showed up in the two previous votes. Uh, so now all of a sudden he's getting votes. Let's see. The thing about Zeldin is that he's uh, not Jim Jordan. So we've got uh, two for Zeldin, two for Scalise, one for McCarthy. Um, it looks like they've got, if my math is somewhat correct, around 130 uh, votes already cast as of right now. So Zeldin ran for governor of New York and lost to the uh, Democrat uh, in the last in the tw- in 2022. As of right now, um, Hakeem Jeffries has 73 votes. Jim Jordan has 65, and like I said, there are six other votes. Rich in Boise, good morning, listening on uh, 670 AM. You're on News Talk KBY. Uh Yeah, I just wanted to, well, I wanted to talk about this voting that's going on, but yesterday you guys actually had some useful information that saved me a lot of stress. You brought up uh, St. Luke's texting thing, and I've been trying all day long to get those to stop and to answer their questions and to change what they wanted me to change, and nothing seemed to work, and I just thought it was me that couldn't figure it out. But uh, there, you guys happened to mention it. I hadn't. I, I didn't. You know, I had no yeah. idea it was happening to anybody but me. Yeah, you know, apparently happened to quite when, a few people. When you asked me about it yesterday, I said no, I haven't received any. And then later, I looked at my phone. Oh, apart from these fourteen, 
<laughs> so you just hadn't noticed them as of I, yet? I just hadn't noticed them. <laughs> Well, well, you're lucky because I was trying to figure, I was trying to go through their prompts and figure out what they were wanting so I could stop them. Yeah. And I didn't want to just block it because that's how I get notifications for, you know, the mm-hmm. doctors and mm-hmm. stuff. You but prob- probably the, thought you got so many messages you were dying and didn't know it. Well, yeah, I see. I, mean, I had no idea. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't. I never. I didn't find it. I should have put it on social media, I guess, to see if somebody else would. But I, I just thought it was me. You know, I thought yeah. I was the only one that was having problems. But we we found but, out that a bunch of people. Like one guy didn't. One guy say he had thirty five or something. I, like I heard that? somebody got like forty eight or something like that. Good grief. Oh. Yeah, and 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 when you would try to go through to send what they wanted, then it wouldn't go through. And it was like, you know, but anyway, this, I, I keep hearing these Republican congressmen, and I, I think even one of ours said this, they're, they're trying to blame Democrats for this mess that they created. I mean, it's, some of them get pretty desperate, you know, way to, to try to do it, but. You have know, you, some have of you not paid attention to uh, Congress for the last 200 plus years? That's the way it works. You you blame the other well, people for the mess that you started. Yeah, I, I, two hundred years ago, I was I just wasn't really able to. I mean, to do you that, you don't but, have to go back that long. I mean, you, you can you can look at the yeah. mess at our southern border, and Democrats are blaming Republicans for that right now. It's that's just the way it is. Is you want to make hay while you can, and when you can't make hay, you blame somebody else for you uh, not getting to make hay. I don't understand all these farm references. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Caldwell, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Morning, guys. Hey, uh, any word on uh, which uh, person that's not running for speaker that Simpson's voted on, uh, voted for so far today? He is. Uh, I haven't seen today the previous two times. My guess is he's going to vote for the same person he's been voting they, for Scalise. Are they going alphabetical? Because yeah. if so, he probably hasn't voted yet. Um, and by well, the way, he, the number is now 13 others. There's 167 votes and 13 others. Yeah, Jordan's not, right he's not going to get it. Yeah. No, not, no, not right no, now. It's, so, it's already academic. So I wanted to pass on a little something I learned yesterday that explains a lot about why Simpson's voting the way he is. Um, there's a fellow, uh, Peter Schweitzer, maybe you guys have heard of him. He's broke a lot of uh, news when it comes to corruptions and politics, both sides of the aisle. He's an incredible investigative reporter. And I, he puts out a podcast about once every couple weeks, and he put one out uh, this week. It was about why the Freedom Caucus and why this is all happening with the speaker race. And a lot of it comes down to what it takes to become Speaker of the House or to be a chairman of a committee. And they have rules in there that basically in the GOP, if you want to be chairman of a committee, you have to raise $1.2 million, none of which goes to you. We don't even know where the money goes. If you want to be Speaker of the House, you have to raise, I believe it was $26 million. If you're a Democrat, you have to raise $1.8 million to be a chairman of a, of a committee. And if you want to be Speaker of the House, Pelosi set the bar at $32 million. So hmm. you, that kind of explains. We've got some guys with a lot of years of tenure there in Idaho that are not chairmen of committees. And that's because they can't raise that kind of money because they don't come from a state where there's a whole bunch of, of uh, military uh, war manufacturers and things like that. We don't have a lot of ability to raise that kind of funds in Idaho. So 
the system is set up all wrong. Not only that, he said you you could have the best guy in the world to be chairman of the agricultural committee that knows about agriculture and things like that, but instead they put somebody in that position based upon how much money he raised, and it could be somebody from the inner city of New York that knows nothing about agriculture. So the system's broke, and what they want to do is they want to put somebody in there. They want to change the rules and change it so that system goes away. Um, they don't even know where this money's going. It could be just completely under the table and nobody's being taxed on it or anything. It, it might be going back in the coffers. Is any of it even the com- is any, any of it even written down? Um, yes, they keep it like, believe it or not, they said they keep it like they do in a country club. If you don't pay, you pay your dues. They have a wall in there that shows what people have raised. And if you haven't raised enough money, they come to you and they, they basically, um, um, demean you or they'll even slip notes in your pockets during, during votes. They'll come up and somebody will slip a note in your pocket hmm. that says, Hey, you need to raise money. Yeah, I hate that so sort of thing. It's, it's a really it's a really good podcast to listen to, but mm-hmm. it, it shows how corrupt the system is, and it doesn't give Idaho a fair chance at these committee chips on the interior or agriculture or anything. But what's worse is the appropriations committee, just to get on that committee, you have to do certain things. And, and Simpson's on the appropriation committee, and if they blow this thing up, all his years that he's been there have been wasted. I think they're getting, I'd be willing to bet they're getting kickbacks. So that's how they make their money. No. When these guys are all come come on. out rich. Yeah. Congressman yeah, getting kickbacks. So. Come on. Come uh, Fake news. Thank you for the call, Kevin. <laughs> my, now by the, where's my sarcasm button? The guy he was talking about, Peter Schweitzer, by the way, his, uh, he's a senior editor at large at Breitbart. We'll take a break. Uh, once again, um, news coming up here next. Emails, we've got a couple lines open. Cleared those. If you are on the line, stay right where you're at. I promise we're going to get you more. Open phones Friday on the way next. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Twenty-one others as of right now as the vote continues for the Speaker of the House. Um, 22, you will remember, uh, is what voted on last time. Uh, I predicted that there would be even more people that uh, flip. He loses more. I don't know if that's going to happen as of right now. Uh, But as of right now, 133 people have voted for Jordan, 128 Hakeem Jeffries, and 21 others as the vote continues. We'll keep you updated up until the time we leave. uh, But it is uh, pretty much writing on the wall unless before uh, voting closes, you have uh, at least, what, 17 of those people change their votes. I don't think that's going to happen. So we'll just say that there will be a, another vote for the Speaker of the House. As uh, of, We don't know if it's going to happen this weekend. Um, you know, with everything that's happened and the yelling and screaming, who knows? Maybe they'll say that we need a vacation and they'll send everybody home again for the weekend. Gerald uh, wrote in regard to the Simpson vote. And he says, there is a simple explanation. He doesn't want an avowed Confederate soldier as speaker. Okay. Uh, John, listening in Ains, Oregon, on 670 AM. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. i uh, just wondering, have you guys reviewed the Sidney Powell situation? Um, we've talked a little bit about it. I'm glad you brought it up because I did want to talk about it uh, today. Um, I had mentioned, I had teased the fact we were going to talk about it. So uh, go ahead. What were your thoughts? Well, personally, I think it's the end of Trump. I mean, it's like it's like uh, Al Capone's right-hand man is now going to testify against him. 
I mean, she was there at the Capitol during on what the, the day where they all met with um, Mike Flynn, and um, they were going to take the um, machines and uh, overtake him. I mean, it's like the total cons- it's like total conspiracy, and she's the one who was right there up with it all. Yeah, you know? I uh, and I've heard that, and I'm not sure um, about how bad this is. I originally thought this was like you did right there. I originally thought this was very bad for Trump. Um, I was listening to CNN yesterday, and uh, they had their correspondent, CNN legal correspondent, uh, Paula Reed on yesterday, um, talking about this. Take, take a listen. Paula, um, her deal includes six years probation, testify at future trials, apology letter to Georgia citizens, $9,000 in restitution fines, turns over documents. She was facing seven charges, including violations of Georgia Racketeering Act, conspiracy to commit election fraud. Um, is it surprising she isn't facing jail time here? It does seem like this is a slap on the wrist. It is a slap on the wrist, but that's what you get when you are second in line and agree to plea, right? This is good for prosecutors. It's great for her. But ultimately, it is giving prosecutors the ability to claim a win. This is the first member of Trump's now former inner circle to agree to plea. So this is something that they would absolutely want, as opposed to having to put on a trial for five months, this complicated RICO case. have been watching the hearings. It's it's not clear how successful they're going to be in this first this first trial. So for prosecutors, it's a win. And what does she get in return? A slap on the wrist. Interesting. Paula. And who, if you were looking at possibly spending 10 years in prison, and you 100% don't think that you're guilty, but you get offered a plea deal, deal as mm-hmm. good as this, who doesn't take that? Okay. See, now... I, I would like to hire... Who's acting as her lawyer? She's not acting as her own lawyer, is she? Um, so somebody I, is, I would guess not, because everybody knows if you act as your own okay, lawyer, you've so who, hired... So whoever, his, whoever her lo- lawyer is, basically he got treason down to an apology letter. Yeah. I, I, want, and, well, I, don't forget, I want to hire this lawyer. $9,000. She has to pay a $9,000 fine also. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, she can probably raise that. The other thing uh, that you're looking at in this, and, and the... Uh, Legal correspondent on CNN went on to say this is Paula Reed. Um, as part of this, uh, pleading guilty to tampering with voting equipment, the Georgia election racketeering case, it's an incredibly favorable deal. Now, she does have to agree to truthfully testify in future cases if she is called upon to do that. Um, she went on to say that this is. A big win. The prosecutors can say this is a big win. You heard that right there. It's a huge win for Powell, who was looking at years in prison if she was found guilty. Um, and then she also addressed the fact of whether or not she thought this was horrible for Trump, as some people um, were also saying. And she said that it's not necessarily bad for Trump. And she went on to say because of the fact that Powell now is a proven liar. She's admitted it as by pleading guilty so the prosecution would be putting a proven liar on their case to testify and that could be brought up and said well you know how do we know when you're telling the truth and when you're not telling the truth um also the fact that uh how did she put this um trump paid her for her advice she is a legal expert trump is not a legal expert so um trump's lawyers can say look they paid for her advice he followed her legal advice because he's not a lawyer and so who's really responsible here the person that's giving the advice 
I heard another person uh, kind of equate this. It's like when you hire somebody to do your taxes, like a <laughs> CPA to do your taxes. But you know how that turns out. No, but listen to me. All right. Um, you are responsible, yes, if uh, they make a mistake. However, if you pay somebody, a CPA, to do your taxes and they commit fraud, you're paying them to do your taxes. You're not the one that's going to go to prison if they commit the fraud. Now, you'll be responsible to pay the taxes and any fines that were not paid. Mm. Um, but just because you've signed it doesn't mean you have to go to prison? Not if you if your if you CPA committed the fraud. Mm. On purpose. Now, if you were complicit in, in committing that fraud by not giving the right paperwork or claiming how much money you made or whatever it is, um, then yeah, you can also be fine. But if you gave away all the paperwork, and, and if you look at tax code these days as an example, you know, tax code is like reading Sanskrit. I mean, we fill out a hundred pages of tax when we file our taxes. I couldn't no more understand how to do it the correct way. We have to fire, file or hire an expert. Um, so is this bad? It could be, but, um, just as he pointed out, this is horrible for Trump. Just like she said, she goes, this isn't necessarily as bad as people think it's going to be for Trump in the upcoming trial. Um, it, it also depends on if they even call her. They don't have to even call her because, like I said, it's problematic. She's now an admitted liar that you would be bringing to the case and expecting but, to tell the truth. And she it, has to tell the truth both ways, not but just it does, for the benefit of it, the prosecution. It, it does seem like the prosecution will call her, though. Possibly, yeah. Lisa Aboise says, after failing to get elected Speaker of the House twice this week, Congressman Jim Jordan said that he's not dropping out and will keep running. When Jordan said that he was running a third time, even Nike was like, just don't. <laughs> and this is the question we asked earlier. At what point? You will stand up there, Lisa. And I, hey, look, my prediction came true. 23 others, he lost another vote. At oh, least well. the voting's still going on, and he already has lost one more vote from his set. So it's going the opposite direction. It isn't getting better, it's getting worse. So at what point? Do the House Republicans go, look, we don't see a way through this. We're, we're, every vote, it's getting worse and worse. You're trying to flip people, and they're flipping the other way. Jamie writes in about uh, Israel and says, so we're buying the gun and bullets, holding the hand of the shooter mm -hmm. to injure or kill their enemy, but also standing there with a bandage mm -hmm. and ambulance waiting to save and revive that same enemy. Oof, it's Friday. Can we talk about this gorgeous weather we're having instead? <laughs> It is nice. Uh, yeah, enjoy that for a few more days. Not going to be nice for much longer. John and Emmett listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, first about Jim Jordan. Hey, I think we've got a Banny Rooster running, and he's just about as worthless as a Banny Rooster. You know, uh, unless the case, you got a couple of Banny hens that need to, to make eggs for you. <laughs> but um, they have absolutely no agenda other than to maybe shut down the government because of this huge debt, which was completely ignored for four years. We did not hear the term deficit come out of a Republican mouth while the former loser in chief, the pres former President Trump, was running. And about Sidney Powell, how long will it be before Mafia Don comes out and starts complaining about flippers, people that are flipping, and don't think she was been his lawyer if she was willing to do exactly what he wanted her to do you say that well it's you know it's on this lawyer it's on these tax people well if you tell the tax lawyer to commit fraud then you're guilty and we see several decent lawyers that have testified 
and they ended up hitting the road from Donald Trump because they would not do bidding. And then he got you guys are still standing around making excuses for this confirmed liar in chief. Now, uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, John, I'm going to stop you there um, because you're not listening again this morning. That was not me making excuses for Donald Trump. I gave you what uh, an attorney, a legal analyst on CNN, not exactly the most conservative news organization, said why it is problematic that Sidney Powell would testify against Donald Trump. That wasn't me. I'm not, I'm not giving the example of why that would be bad or why it's not as bad as some people would think. So you need to pay a little closer attention. I was not being a, an apologist for Donald Trump. He still has his court date set. He still will be going to court. We don't know when. Sometime next year, sometime in 2024, 25. We don't know. It takes a long time to get to court. But you also heard her say how problematic this case is, if you've been watching it, because RICO cases are very, very confusing. Lori writes in and says, uh, Casper Powell did lie to the American people, but not in court. Many times in drug and syndicated crime cases, witnesses flip and the jury believes them. Not all the time. Once again, you've seen this in many, many cases. It's like, how can we believe you've lied before? You're right. She didn't lie in court under oath. Doesn't make it any less of a lie if she lied to the American people. You can still say you are a self-appointed liar. You admitted that you lied. Why do we have to believe you now? That's the question she is going to get in court if they use her in the court case. That is what a good defense attorney will bring up, and she'll have to have an answer to that, or the prosecution, of course, will have to have an answer to give to her to to say to that that will sound plausible. That's why going into court cases, you can think you have an open and shut case. You ne- Once they go to court, you never know what's going to happen. That is part of the reason why Sidney Powell took this fantastic plea deal. Let's see. Seth says Republican Congressman Carlos Jimenez said yesterday that his office has received robocalls encouraging him to vote for Congressman Jim Jordan, but then he remembered he actually saved Jordan's number as scam likely. (laughs) 208-336-3700-pound-670 on your Verizon Wireless. One more segment on the way. Final chance to get through. It is Open Phones Friday. Uh, We'll take a break. More on the way next. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 952, uh, text message at 208-336-3700 says, Everyone who flips are typically liars, not all but most. It's up to the jury to weigh the testimony. Hopefully Sidney is truthful and helps convict Trump. Trump is a criminal and needs to be in jail. Um, and I, I will say, keep in mind, truth is a two-edged sto- sword. She not only has to tell the truth for the prosecution, she also has to tell the truth um, for the defense. For instance, and this is where the CNN uh, legal an- analysis, analysis came in, if they say you are a lawyer, you are trained, d- did Trump ask you for legal advice, and when you got gave him that legal advice you did you say this was okay and if her answer is yes i gave him the legal advice and said that this was okay and legal that also gets weighed into the jury's decision too 
Lisa writes in and says, somebody referred to Sidney Powell as Trump's craziest lawyer, which is like calling somebody the most divorced dad at Embassy Suites. She's, is she's she still, really the she's, most? I mean, she's still got Giuliani, too. She's still doing stand-up here. <laughs> uh, Dan in Oregon, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Work on that, Lisa. Work on that. Yeah, um, you remember when Joe Biden was running, he ran on the slogan, Build Back Better? Yes. Yeah, well, in order to build back, you got to destroy. Biden's just doing what he promised. Yes. So you're saying he's destroying first, and then he's going to build it back better. Right. Okay. He's destroying America. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Um, DH writes in, guys, we haven't laughed so hard in I can't recall. Just love to hear these slippery, uh, slimy libs argue the non-issues with their limited knowledge. My gosh, have free thought, people. Get out there and learn the facts yourself. Also, quit slamming opinion hosts for their opinions. Instead, get out there and learn the news for yourself. Formulate your own opinion. You can stand on instead of regurgitating recycled facts from CNN, not a single source uh, news watch the me- uh, liberal media so you can see the lies for yourself. Contrast that with some yeah. truths uh, that you know to be true and formulate your own opinions on your own, not groupthink, identity politics, or promoted we, consensus. We, we get regurgitations from a lot of different networks, actually. Uh, somebody wrote in, it's, it's not... Um, it's not signed, but it says "crazy crack cracked kraken." I don't know whether they were practicing their their spelling or uh, uh, maybe that's what they think Sidney Powell is. Fred and Council writes in, uh, "Hello, Mike. Since we're going to fund both sides of the Israeli war, uh, my question is: When are we going to send aid to Russia? Mm. You know, don't give them ideas. I don't think we're going to." Um. Another email says, uh, this is on the vote, by the way, which is going on 25. So it, it's gone. Three more have flipped. I think the voting is done as of right now. Um, says, I stand with Simpson. Why should Jim Jordan be speaker? Jim is woefully unqualified to be the speaker, let alone all the baggage which he brings. It's bad for the GOP. It's bad for the country. The GOP had a speaker. And the Matt Groper Gates screwed that up. Uh, no one they've put forward is qualified so far. I'm sure we'll be talking about this on Monday. Um, we do not have a Speaker of the House. As a matter of fact, three more people flipped their vote. 25 voted others. Um, we'll keep you uh, updated throughout the day. Nate Shellman will be talking about it this afternoon, and then we will be back Monday. Bronco Monday will be happening. The good news is, no matter what happens, Boise State will not get a loss this weekend. <laughs> At least not the football team. Yeah. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday.